Hello, I'm Alexis Jowski. I'm Kevin Daly. I'm Charlie McMullen. And this is Exploited, which I was supposed to say before. <laughs> this week... Podcast. Yes. Our bonus but episode... But we're here now. That's fun. We're here now on our bonus episode to talk about The Fast and the Furious from 2001, directed by a piece of shit. But if you win, you get her too. What the hell was that all about? A business deal that went sour. Plus, I made the mistake of sleeping with his sister. It's directed by Rob Cohen, who has um, many, many allegations of sexual assault, including his own daughter. So he's he's a piece oh. of shit. That's why he's just a piece of shit. Shows you how much I follow these things. Now, uh, when I think of tragedies in 2001, this movie is not at the top of the list, but it's up there. I like this movie, so... Well, my thing is, like, I was not a fan of this movie, but that's not a condemnation of the movie. It's just not my thing. Although, this movie does have some flaws that we'll, we'll get to. <laughs> it's got a billion plot holes. It's, but, I don't know, it's still fun. And so we jump right in to um, a fast-paced action car setup. You know, there's this semi going along, and then this fleet of Honda Civics, 1993 Honda Civics, all race around the, the semi-truck and drive it off the road, and that's the whole scene. Like, you don't know what was happening until much later. Now, that is the equivalent of, like, a 90s gangster movie where people are robbing banks with animal masks on. Nobody suspects Honda Civics. Yes. This is... Except these guys make the, like, super tuned, and for some reason, they want their low-profile black Civics to have neon green street glow. Yeah. Why? That's, I, I uh, guess you can. I guess you can take the uh, you can take the street racer off the street, but you can't. Yeah, something like that. They're called they're called subtlety lights. You can order them online. Ah, and it's about this point where I, I make my note about the movie, which still holds for the rest of the movie, is that there is no score in this movie. There's a soundtrack because every single transition plays. Some song, quarter of them are by Jaw Rule, and you get, you know, a booming rap song, or sometimes you get, like, keep rolling, 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 rolling that song. 
Ah, Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Did you, know, did you know Fred Durst is his own hype man? Oh, he is the limpest of all biscuits. <laughs> and yet, for some reason, as bad as Limp Bizkit is as a band, they're still fun to listen to. I don't know why that is. But every scene has a music transition like that, but when you have the scenes themselves, there's no score. The soundtrack is the cars. Yeah, that's true. You have transition here. I guess BT did, uh, who's an electronic musician, did the score for what it was, but you're right. It pretty much only happens in transition. Like a sitcom. (laughs) Yeah. And we're gonna star wipe to Vin Diesel and... (laughs) Well, now that just makes me think of J.D. Salinger directing a quiz show. Do you ever see that um, Bojack Horseman? I saw yeah. Bojack Hollywood, Horseman. Hollywood celebrities. Hollywood celebrities, what do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out, is the title of the show. Yes, <laughs> and it's directed by J.D. Salinger. They pull him out of retirement. Voiced by Alan Arkin. Yeah, they pulled J.D. Salinger out of retirement to direct this quiz show. But we are off topic, because now we go to Paul Walker driving a 1995 Mitsubishi Eclipse, and he's just zooming along, and then he's just like, oh, shit, for no reason. That was the good body design for the Eclipse, by the way, not the piece of shit he drives in. Too fast, too furious. When I was doing research on this, I was like, you know what, somebody has probably written down on the internet what cars are in this movie. Of course they have. Oh, what site hasn't? Yes. And, um, yeah, there's a Fast and Furious wiki. Like, not the Wikipedia page of Fast and Furious. Like, an entire wiki of just the Fast and the Furious characters and movies and cars. You can learn all about the 1995 Mitsubishi Eclipse or the 1993 Honda Civic. Well, there are literally nine mainline films and a spinoff, so there's a lot to work with. Yeah, and this is the only one that's called The Fast and The Furious. That's right. Because the rest, you have Too Fast, Too Furious. You have Fast 6 or Furious 8 or whatever. Yeah, you have there's, there's another one. The title, the distinction made, it's just called Fast and Furious. The they removed the the, yeah. Yeah, that one. And they had Tokyo Drift, Fast, Fast and Furious, or Tokyo, I don't know what the hell it's called. It's the third one, which I guess is chronologically between the sixth and the seventh one. Yes, I was doing some research. And then there was even faster and even furiouser. I always joke, because they named the second one too fast to furious, so I'm like, we're going to have three fast, three furious. <laughs> Four, Four fast. fast. <laughs> well, the new, next one coming out is just Fast X. I'm like, you're not Jason X. You're not going to get away with that shit. Well, oh, I mean, what a crossover were, that would be. They were in space in Fast, fast 9. Oh my god, they were. Yeah, they ended up with the. They end up on. I think it's uh, Tyrese, in, and I don't remember what it is. Ends up on this, the International Space Station through Dude. rocket car. Oh, that sounds horrible. It sounds god so fun. It. I have not seen it. That sounds hilarious. I'm reading over the plot. I know we're kind of like delaying the actual discussion of this movie, but I was reading over the plot line of the entire series. And it's funny because this movie actually is relatively grounded. Like comparatively, but it like just incrementally gets more and more crazy with each movie until yeah. Now we're having cars getting shot into space. Well, you know what? Because this movie is basically Point Break on land. Yeah, it's Point Break. Um, and so if Point Break had become a franchise, we would have seen space surfing. 
Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, we can talk about this later, but I remember. Johnny that. Universe? Yeah. I remember the series I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> oh, well, write it down this time so you can remember it. <laughs> I'll tell you after the episode. So, Paul Walker is Brian, and I don't know his last name, because his ID says Spilner, but the credits say O'Connor. So I'm like, I don't. Uh, Spilner is his his undercover name. Okay. That's when they've established the fake backstory of him boosting cars and Tucson and shit like that. Yeah, because he goes into this shitty little sandwich shop that's obviously a front for criminal activity. Right. Well, he's a cop, and he knows he knows it's a front for activity. Yeah, and Vin Diesel's in the back, just like cooking books, while this guy's like Paul Walker. I would like a tuna. White, on white, no crust. How is the tuna? It's still shitty. It's shitty every day. Okay, I'll take one. Jordana Brewster playing uh, Vin Diesel's younger sister here. Yes. And some very awkward flirting between Paul Walker and Brewster here. Is there any other kind? You know, Vin Diesel's always about 15 seconds away, looking like he's 15 seconds away from crushing some dude's skull with his biceps. He is. He's very built in this movie. Because and this is the smallest I've ever seen him in a movie, by the way. Well, Vin Diesel has also gotten fat lately, too. It's not that he's get. bulked up a lot. He's also put on a lot of weight. Yeah, I get, yeah, this movie did come out 21 years ago, so I guess that you get a little doughy in your old age. Well, also, when, you, when you're doing motion capture for a giant tree monster, I mean... That's true. But Groot is awesome. Also, I am Groot. I am Groot. But Vin Diesel's crew... Vin Diesel plays Dominic Toretto, by the way. We have to remember that name. Yeah, Dom or Toretto. Dom. His crew shows up to beat up this guy for being sandwich crazy. Well, I mean, Vince, the friend of Dom's, wants to wants to bang Jordana Brewster. His character's name is Mia, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and, and is salty that she's... That he's flirting with her, and she's flirting back with him. And Vince is a utter piece of shit. Yeah, he's, he's pretty shit. So, so in, insecurity is at the heart of the entire first act. Yeah. Yes. He he calls Paul Walker the F-word. Yes. Because notes. it's 2001, and that's okay. Yeah, that I'm, okay. my notes just say bad, 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 bad. I mean, it wasn't okay. Obviously, that character is a dick. But... Yeah, it was less considered less bad in 2001 because we were dumb. Yeah, it was just a quick way to make someone uh, an unlikable character. It was the swastika of the time. Right, it yeah. was. It definitely like, was. Like, how do I get some heat for this character? Well... And so, him and Paul Walker get in a fight. Which apparently was uh, ad-libbed. They originally had uh, staged the fight. And decided it wasn't it was too awkward with it like choreographed, so they just kinda went out. Oh well if you want to see an awkward Paul Walker fight scene, just wait until next week. <laughs> I'm sure there are many. But uh Dominic's like, What'd you put in that sandwich? And, and Mia's like, Har 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 har. Get out and use those rippling biceps to break this up. And apparently Dominic is the car god. Because they all respect him. Yes. And Paul Walker's whole goal is that he must beat Toretto in a race. You know, he has to take down the car god, Mr. President of Cars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we end up with Paul Walker in, like, this auto shop just going, I need NOS! I need NOS! NOS, of course, does not work at all like it does in the movie. I'd be uh, lying, though, if uh, 
this movie didn't make me feel super nostalgia for like my early college days where I was driving around a Acura RSX Type S and I wanted to, to tune it out and street race and shit. You entertained the, the street racing lifestyle? I did. I, I molded over. Maybe a midlife crisis, maybe I'll get like an Asian sports car and just tune it to hell and back. Maybe that'll be my midlife crisis. I will say that in terms of just straight up uh, financial numbers, I have supported the NOS energy drink inspired by this movie way more than the actual movie. Oh, same here. <laughs> I still can't believe this is a movie that would go on to become, what, the second biggest franchise in the history of movies? Like, it's such a weird thing to have mass appeal. I know, it is. Um, and I think they make them all just for the cars. Like, the people are... Nobody gives a shit about Toretto and... Brian O'Connor that's just like, ooh, the cars. Well, definitely the early early ones. There's some unspoken appeal of, like, fantasy fulfillment when it's car-based because, like, as an, like, from the perspective of an audience, it doesn't matter what you look like or, uh, like, what kind of job you have. Like, you can't connect with a romantic comedy in the same way you can connect with this because anyone can get a badass car and be, be part of this plot. Feasibly. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And we get the big first car race, you know, and everyone's there. And it's exactly like you'd imagine from every other movie where there's a big illegal drag race. Right. And there's girls walking around in, you know, tight shorts. And, and this is part of the culture at the time. I don't know what car racing culture is like today, but that was definitely what it was like at the time. And if uh, Lowrider Magazine is any indication, it still is. Because yeah. I, uh, I used to get like racing mag, like street racing magazines, or you know, tuner mags, and they all had advertisements like that with you know skimpily dressed girls advertising. It's very much like that was the culture. Low, low rider magazine had a swimsuit issue. I don't know if any of the other ones did. I don't think so, but maybe. And Toretto's um, girlfriend played by Michelle Rodriguez, Letty Ortiz is the character's name. She's like, I smell skanks. And I'm like, oh, lady, that whole block smells like skank. It's true. Those two girls, though, were, were laying it on a little thick. Yes, they were all over, Dom. And Michelle Rodriguez is a great example of a phenomenon that I've I've noticed, like, when revisiting this movie. Because she, de- like, has a big part in an indie movie and then a small part in an enormous brainless movie. Like... Because she was she was awesome in Girl Fight, and then she turns up in Fast and Furious doing this, basically a prop. Well, sometimes she's got a you do the art role. film, you do the paycheck film, and sometimes you do Ranger Games. She yeah, exactly. She was in the Machete movies. Sure, she was. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. But but like it's always the next thing you you see him in because it was like uh, it's. Like, Owen Wilson was awesome in Bottle Rocket, then he turns up in a small, pointless part in Armageddon. Or, like... Well, yeah, he was in Armageddon. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton is, like, awesome in Sling Blade, and then he popped, holy shit, also in Armageddon. Yeah. I think... Wow, what is it with a, Armageddon? To be fair, Billy Bob Thornton in Armageddon actually had a little bit more to do. Not than Sling Blade, but then... Also, ben, and then, holy shit, Ben but, Affleck also in Armageddon. Ben Affleck had a small part right. in Mallrats? Right. And then, holy shit, Armageddon. Well, it, romantic Ranger lead in Chasing Amy, then, then Armageddon. <laughs> okay. and, then, and then Reindeer Games. And then Reindeer Games. <laughs> but 
But then also, uh, awesome. like Eric Stoltz had a, had a career before Pulp Fiction that I was familiar with, but he was awesome in Pulp Fiction. Then the next thing I see him in is fucking Anaconda. Ah, Anaconda. Oh. The only movie I've seen where a giant snake vomits up John Voight and he winks as he dies. We will do Wouldn't an episode you? I would. of Anaconda someday. I, we have to. That is literally, like, I feel like that's peak exploited. Yes, it is. Um, but anyway, the back to this race. No, actually, let's take a commercial break really quick and refocus. Ladies, has this ever happened to you? You and your girlfriends are out to check out the night's drag races, and some women come up to you and says, I smell skanks. That is truly embarrassing. Your sexual choices are nobody's business but your own. You may very well be the skankiest skank in all of Skanktown, but you do you. And nobody should be smelling that. Personal hygiene is a thing we girls constantly have to worry about, but with our new skank-free hygiene spray, you no longer have to worry. Sure, you're going to smell like old motor oil spilled on the garage floor, but men like that smell. Well, at least the kind of men that you want to be with, they love that scent. It sure beats smelling like skank, and we all know what that smells like, don't we ladies? So try our new skank-free hygiene spray. Okay, we're back. Um, we meet Hector, who's like one of the car guys, and he comes up, and Hector does not have a last name. Well, he doesn't. He does, but he, uh, yeah. he can't pronounce it. He doesn't know how to pronounce it. I'm like, you don't know how to pronounce your own fucking name? It's uh, been around the NOS a little bit too much. And they're all sitting around, and they say they're waiting for Toretto. I wrote, put, waiting for Godot joke here, but I never wrote the joke, so... Still waiting on that joke. <laughs> Still waiting on that <laughs> joke. Um, ja Rule is around in person, not just on the soundtrack. Right, yeah. He's got a, a cameo. Got an extended cameo. Yeah. But as they're driving around in these cars and it's playing that music, all I'm remembering is, do you remember the anime Initial D? Fuck yes. Initial D is awesome. Do you remember? And a much better soundtrack. Too. Yes, that's and I'm going to use that soundtrack for all of our Speedy commercial Speedy breaks. Boy is my jam. <laughs> Running in the nineties. Night of Fire. Night of Fire. Deja Fuck Vu. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the soundtrack for that show was awesome. It's just it's just nothing but bangers. That whole soundtrack, but it, that show is takes itself way too seriously. It and, is uh, glorious. The show takes Initial itself. Initial is a Amazing. It's such a serious anime about car racing, and it's playing the goofiest, awesome music. Shit. Most, like, cheesy J-pop ever. No, it's, it's Europop. So it's all Europop. That has I know, but done by Japanese <laughs> I know, and so the lyrics are all nonsense, and that's why I'm like, you know, this movie would be so much better with the Initial D soundtrack. Yeah, so, uh, I love the Initial D soundtrack. Paul Walker shows off his car, you know, and he cracks open the hood, and there's this character named Jesse, 
who looks a lot like Jesse Pinkman, but is not. Um, he's like their ADD car guy. Is there like tech dude? And he looks in this car and he says a bunch of nonsense about the engine and everything. It's all over my head. And I'm like, yeah, this is why this movie's made because there's people that get off on that shit, including that character. Yes. I mean, it's it's just it's just any kind of fandom. There's people that get off on knowing about something that's being talked about. I mean, it's like speaking a language not everybody in the room does. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> when my brother and I talk about like Magic the Gathering or Warhammer or something, and my sister and my sister-in-law are listening. It's like you're speaking English words. We have no idea what you're talking. About. But yeah, these, this Jesse guy, well, almost everybody in this movie, once they look under the hood of a car, they just make an O-face and have a, a cargasm. Better than a deathgasm. No, deathgasm was a good movie. Deathgasm is better. You don't want a deathgasm over your car. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like these super cool engine. They're all like, it's like, I don't know if you're a computer guy, like have a really nicely fancy in- interior computer with great parts, but also like, good lighting and wiring and stuff like engines are like that too and so the a pizza guy is stopped by the race no they stop pizza hut with their product placement yes that's right because pizza the pizza hut guy comes up to promote pizza hut and they're like yo find a different way pizza hut man there was something going on in 2001 Man, like with product placement, because this came out around the same time as I Am Sam, which is just an endless parade of product placements. Oh yes, isn't that the isn't that the movie they're making? They make fun of in uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, where Sean Penn went home empty-handed. Yeah, yeah, because you never go full. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it on air. Oh yeah, we don't use that word anymore. Tropic Thunder was a different era. But one of the best movies of critiquing Hollywood ever. Yes, definitely. And 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 can and can we point out that it's kind of kind of progress when you have Robert Downey Jr. two hours of blackface and the dropping of the R word was the biggest complaint when it came out in two thousand eight. Well, that's because the character, like if you had obviously from trailers and stuff, if you that's all you'd seen, you'd be outraged about it. But if you would realize that that guy is such a pretentious shithead. And that the other character, the other actually right. black character, is calling him out on it the entire time. It did. It did take a while, take a while though, like because in the trailers, that's all all the information we were given. So right before the race starts, <laughs> we learn that Jaw Rule's got this girlfriend named Monica, right? Who shows off her tits? She's like, you get these if you win. Well, no, you get these whether you win or lose, and then moves his hand down to her crotch. But you get her if you if you win. And so as the race is going on and he loses, he's like, no, Monica. But there's a scene earlier with Paul Rocker when he's like, I want NOS. I need NOS. And the guy at the dealership is like, no, you don't. Nobody uses NOS. That's just for amateurs. This race, everybody uses NOS. There's an entire montage of people opening their car and setting up their NOS, except for the one guy that's playing Gran Turismo in his car. I, I guy was trying to say was he shouldn't be using it as an amateur because he'll blow himself up, which... Given what happens in the race, probably correct. Yes, because in this race, he blows himself up with the knots. Well, he really fucks up his car. But it was a good way to lighten the car. I mean, you just drop out the whole half of your car at the bottom, you know. Yeah, he still loses a lot the of weight. This but... was it... it's true. And that that scene that you mentioned of the dude playing Gran Turismo in his car, this was a time before smartphones. This was bananas ahead of its time. Like 
someone playing a, a car race game while they're at a car race. That yeah. was that was hilarious in 2001. It's very plausible in 2022. Also, that guy must have had hella cash to set up that kind of system in their car. It was doable in 2001, but it would have been obscenely expensive. Yes, it was. But so was all the NOS and everything and all of those cars. In it's fact, true. So Dom wins the race, and the cops show up, and so everybody has to flee. And there's so many cars fleeing this. Just seas of cars. What is a car racing movie? Yep, and Toretto parks his car, and the police know who he is, so they're just like, right. oh, hey, Toretto. Dominic Toretto. Everyone knows who this asshole Like, everyone knows him. And uh, Bob Walker saves him, and there's a car chase, where Baby Driver is so much better when it comes to car chases. Have you seen yeah, the car that? Chase, ironically, the car chases in this movie are not that good. No, they're not. For a car movie, they don't do really good with... The races are kind of cool, but... But if it has to be used as actual plot device... Yes. Right. And that's when we get the background story about... Well, Paul's... Brian's fake background story. Where he's been boosting cars. Toretto says he was in jail for two years. Yeah, He's well, not going back. Yeah, we'll learn more about why Toretto went to jail a little later. But now they're stopped by a motorcycle gang, which this <laughs> 2001, we get the, the cliche Chinese gang, Asian gang. Johnny Tran. Yes, Johnny Tran yeah. is the guy that runs the gang. This has been happening a lot. Like, anytime I see, like, a menacing motorcycle gang going after somebody who is in a four-wheeled car, yeah. it... it it drives me crazy. If you were in a car going 70 miles an hour next to a motorcycle on two wheels going the same speed, if you tap it, it flips up in the air and explodes. But the other thing with this is because they all end up outside of this big palatial Chinese restaurant. And I think it's just the era, but whenever I see these Asian gangs, I think of Cable Guy. <laughs> I would It's a little after Cable Guy, but yeah, it's about the same era. Yeah, but, but I'm always reminded of that line. The, the Ben Stiller 911 call, where he's like, there was some kind of Asian gang. I, they were speaking of a different language. I think it was Asian. Yeah. Oh. I think it was an Asian gang or something. I saw someone, he looked Asian, and he was speaking another language. I'm pretty sure it was Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Asian. Let's see here. So, yeah, they, they blow up the car, you know, that, that 1995 Mitsubishi Eclipse. They shoot it up, and then the NOS in it explodes. Yeah. And I'm like... It's explosive. It's the only time in any movie where we get a reason why the car explodes. I, I know. I literally wrote, that's actually one of the few reasons the car might blow up. you have cars... Somewhere around... Ralph Nader was watching that, and he goes, thank you. <laughs> and of course, um, all I'm saying, guys. Michael Bay is watching this going, you don't have to explain. That's right. <laughs> Michael Bay's rolling his not grave. <laughs> we can stop for a commercial break real quick. One second. <laughs>
buy the 1993 Honda Civic. It's a good car, a fine car. You may already drive a Honda and we here at the Honda dealership would like for you to drive another one. You might drive something else, in which case we would implore you to try out the 1993 Honda Civic. Look, I know it's 2001 right now, but the 1993 Honda Civic is a fine automobile. It has round tires, goes vroom vroom really loud. You could add some green lights to the chassis so you look really cool doing whatever it is you do in a 1993 Honda Civic. Doesn't matter. Oh, here's something. If you get at least three of these 1993 Honda Civics, you can hijack semi-trucks. How's that? Just you, your dudes, and a fleet of 1993 Honda Civics. You like DVD players? You like Panasonic televisions? You like money? All of that can be yours with the 1993 Honda Civic. Buy yours today. And we're back. All right, so... Um... Yeah, Vince takes during the uh, commercial break. I, w- I was I was reminded of something. If uh, you're looking for a too long didn't read for this movie, you could either go with the um, Fast and Furious episode of Futurama, where Professor Farnsworth puts a, a quantum dimensional drive into the Planet Express ship, <laughs> and he falls in with a street gang who is all about backstory and family. Oh yes, and this absolutely is um, not so much in this movie. But it's that whole family. Like, is there something you want to talk about? I don't know, man. It's just so much trauma. But the, it was practically a meme online when the last movie came out about family. Yeah, oh, yeah. But well, again, we're nine, nine and a half movies in. There's yeah. if if there is to be a red thread, family, just in general, not cars, just family. Yeah. Even though they're a really shitty family, because Vince, because well. Dom takes Brian to the part, his house party, and Vince or is still there. you can have any beer kidding. as long as it's a Corona. Yes, you can have any beer as long as it's a Corona. Can and, I point out, by the way, that anytime somebody calls him Dom, it only adds to the homoerotic tension that's already permeating every scene of this movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah, this could have been an 80s film. Well, I mean, it's basically a remake of Point Break. <laughs> it essentially, it's, it's Point Break on land. Yeah. Dry ass point break. Yeah. No, that's not what you want. Dry ass. I don't know. Maybe the Dom likes that. Maybe he does. <laughs> but we learned um, the next morning that Brian is a cop. He's an undercover cop. I'd also like to point out they use uh, area codes by Ludacris in that scene. And uh, Ludacris will go on to become one of the big stars of the franchise, starting with Two Fast, Two Furious. They showed a few speedy speed boy. That would have been great. And so his, they're trying to find out who's been hijacking these trucks. And it was like, finally, we get a tie-in back to the opening of the movie. Yeah. And that they know that they're street racers, and it's a fleet of 1993 Honda Civics robbing all these trucks. And, you know, he's going to find out when he gets a new car and goes to compete in race wars. Which is racing. It's it's not like the one we were talking about earlier. Not not actually race wars. That would be a completely different story. So he gets a, a new car to to get fixed up at Dom's garage by Asperger's Jesse, who has a computer with a floppy drive. And like, oh, this movie's so dated now. Even in two thousand one, a floppy disk would have been dated though. Yeah. 
Also, there's a Ja Rule song. That uses also, Asperger's is, is kind of aggressive. If you could please say Rumpro Sliders, that would be great. <laughs> also, there's a Ja Rule song with the Depeche Mode sample, and I'm not sure how I felt about that. I would have felt offended. I, I was a little offended. But they have, a Depeche Mode fan. They have a big family barbecue, and Dom says a, a car prayer. Like, they say a prayer, but well, it's Well, no, it's Jesse. Jesse is the one who Jesse's says it. Jesse's the one that Jesse doesn't know anything but cars. And he's like, I like to thank God for cars and spark plugs. And and then I have a note that says fucking Vince that has no reference. So I don't know. I guess Vince is being shitty still. Oh, Vince storms off like a little, like a little crybaby. Oh, baby. yeah, because they invite Brian to the barbecue. Brian to the, yeah. And then he comes back. I have to eat. I was really hungry. So this is when Hector goes to, to buy stuff for three Honda Civics. And so Brian's like, oh, well, I guess Hector's our bad guy. I need to go investigate him. And he runs into a piece of shit Vince and Dom, who are like, you're a cop. Well, Vince either has good instincts or is super paranoid, or both. And they end up at Johnny Tran's warehouse. And... You know, they see all these DVD players and TVs there, so it's like, oh, Johnny Tran's the, the guy robbing the trucks. And they have... Yeah, red herring number two. And they pull out this chubby bearded guy that's their fence. This, like, account-looking dude named Ted. And they literally refer to him as being their fence. So this is stolen equipment. Well, the car stuff is stolen equipment. Ah. That's the assumption, because I guess all of... I mean, later you find out all of those DVDs and shit were required legitimately, so they must be fencing something else. Presumably car parts, that's what I was. You just have a lot of DVD players. There's no law against that. Yeah, like <laughs> you keep in a garage? Like not, I don't know. Not a house apparently, garage. Apparently they verified it was acquired legally. There's a whole scene about that later. I just I'd like to have a spare, you know what I mean? You ever you hate it when the uh, the batteries die and you're like you can't access well, the menu? I have a new one right there. Johnny Tran and his dad, they're like super his family's like super fucking rich, so maybe he does. He just throws them out and gets a new one whenever he feels like it. Whenever the remote control battery dies. Yeah. Just like fuck it, new TV. But um Dom takes Brian to show off his, you know, souped out Dodge Charger. Yeah. It, I'm not even a muscle car guy, and that car is sick. Yeah, and we get Dom's sad backstory. It's like, my dad died in a race because this guy, and then I went and found the guy, and I and I beat him to death with a wrench, and it was in jail for two years, and it was always very sad. I know. I think Vin Diesel does a really good job in this scene. I think people forget Vin Diesel actually is a good actor. Like, if you've seen some of his other stuff, like, it's not just... The action movies. He's actually got acting. He was in Saving Private Ryan, for example. Yeah, Ryan. he was. But we also have the um the line here, and it's like the movie's keystone line. It's also repeated at the end, and I don't know. It's probably yeah, yeah. repeated throughout the franchise. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't remember. I've That's only seen like, the first three. I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and for those ten seconds, I have freedom. It's something. Yeah, it's delivered very earnestly, but it is kind of silly. It is silly. So my my life is like a car that goes vroom vroom. <laughs> and um, we have car montages. I just put in there car montage. At, at this point, but at this point, uh, you've got the cops busting Tran because uh, at first Brian's like, "No, I don't want to bust Tran. I need more evidence." And then he just starts banging Mia, 
and he gets a phone call about it, and like, I don't think he wants to stop banging me in, so he just goes, yeah, 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 go bust Tran. He's like, go ahead, and you know, they bust Tran, and Tran's innocent, so they're like, okay, I guess you gotta go back and get evidence on Toretto. Yep. And so Vin, uh, Dom and Brian, they, they race against a Ferrari and end up at a beachside bar called Neptune's Net. And I'm like, now we're into Point Break. Well, I mean, the, a, a, a juiced-up Supra is actually a really fast car. Like, they can produce a lot of horsepower out of those rotary engines, which is what they fixed up. Yeah, and, and they're just racing against some software engineer's midlife crisis Ferrari. Right, bone stock Ferrari. Don't get me wrong, a bone stock Ferrari are, are, are fast, but they're not that fast, and they're mostly a status thing. I remember bone stock, best concert of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to Race Wars, which we learn is outside of Coachella. Yes, I mean, it looks like there. A, a big fucking desert with nothing big there, yeah. Fucking desert, San Bernardino Mountains off in the distance, yeah. That's what it looks like <laughs> for us Californians. Also, some of these things were shot in your, your home neck of the woods, Westminster. Oh, yes, in, in Orange County there. I miss that. I was talking to somebody about home today. Well, if you ever come back, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a guy that's at work. He's like, I grew up in Inglewood, California. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Inglewood? So they probably had to take environmental precautions to to shoot out there. Like they had to make sure it was the off season because I know uh, a couple times a year there's a bunch of flaming lips fans with disposable income that migrate to that area. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they um yeah they call that uh, the Coachella Music Festival, I believe. So it's beautiful if you can catch it in season. That's right. I just watch it on YouTube. We see two races during Race Wars. You know, they build up Race Wars, but we only want to see two races. Right. We see One of Let- them's pretty important. We see Letty race against some misogynist guy. Just torch him, because... Yeah, because he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, yeah. Um. Then we see Jesse race against Johnny Tran, and he apparently he's bet the pink slip to, like, Dom's car or something. Oh, it's his dad's. It's oh, Jesse's dad's car. But it's not the Charger. Because at no. one point, somebody's like, no, not the Jetta. Yeah, well, it's Jesse's dad's car. The Jetta's Jesse's dad's car. Mm. And he bets the Jetta. Which is why he freaks out when he loses. Because his dad's going to kill him. And those are the only races we see. Because then Dom and Mia start arguing. And Brian's like, what were you arguing about, Mia? I'm a cop, by the way. Yeah, I know, the worst reveal, like, it's like, man, that is a hell of a time to drop that kind of, uh, <laughs> that kind of confession. And so, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna say, Paul Walker, like, that character, and maybe just Paul Walker himself, is really awkward the entire movie. So we get the, I've, uh, I've never seen him in anything where he was not, like, vaguely uncomfortable being on camera. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Like, even at his own funeral, you know, that's just evil. <laughs> it's like he didn't want to be there. Oh, that's... He didn't want to be there. No, that that was too fast, and I'm furious. <laughs> but, so they decide to take a commercial break real quick. We'll be right back. Deja vu, I've just been in this place before. Higher on the street, and I know it's my time to go. Hey, Dominic Torilanto here. You know me as the most skilled racer, the bald and muscle god of cars. Today, we need to talk about a serious topic. Sandwich crazy can happen to anyone. You may think you're safe, 
but nah, not everyone is lucky. One day you're zooming around in a 1995 Mitsubishi Eclipse. The next you are wasting your time every day at a terrible sandwich shop that is clearly a front for illegal operations asking for tuna on white with the crust cut off. As my sister tells you that the tuna was shit yesterday and the tuna is shit today, you will have the nerve, the fucking gall, to ask her to cut the crusts off like she's your fucking mother. I beat a man to death with a wrench for less. Well, not less. He did kill my dad. But that was my own moment of sandwich craziness. Signs of sandwich crazy include driving cars you can't handle, not driving in formation, working with the police that will keep buying you cars. Now, we all may experience moments like this, but we can all help each other. You know, the best antidote to sandwich crazy is backyard barbecue and beer. You can have any beer you want, as long as it's Corona. Also, live your life a quarter of a mile at a time. Ten seconds of freedom, or whatever. It's all, all that shit. See you at the finish line. Deja vu, I've been this place before Higher on the street, and I know it's my time to go Cody knew, and the circle's a mystery Standing on my feet, it's so hard when I try to be me Deja vu And we're back So they go out to rob more semi-trucks in their fleet of civics Right and, down a man Because yeah. Jesse has just bamfed off to who knows where He's having panic attacks somewhere. He's trying to make it up to his dad. Right. He's got to get rid he's of that. He's, he's getting help from Ferris Bueller to <laughs> replace the car. Well, he's got to get rid of that Jetta, so he's opening up the hood for one last car gas before he goes. But the other thing that's been, like, growing in the whole movie is, you know, with these truckers is that, like, all the truckers are getting tired of being hijacked, so they're going to start carrying weapons. Which is exactly what happens here is they, they stop this truck and the guy's got a shotgun um, with an unlimited ammo mod. Yeah, I don't know. It keeps firing this like sawed off two barreled shotgun without reloading. Except for one scene where we have to watch him reload. For, for plot purposes. But otherwise he's just bam, bam, bam with this shotgun. And Vince gets trapped on the hood of this semi and he's like tethered to it. And my notes are, in all caps, do not say Vince. (laughs) (laughs) Let that piece of shit man die. Like, he deserves this. Let him die like a dead deer. But no, they save him. They they risk, you know, Letty's driven off the road, Dom's driven off the... They save him eventually. Nobody dies in car accidents in this movie, by the way. Only only backstory dad died in a car accident. That's right. Off camera, not even in the present. Yeah. Look at all the roll cages. So they um they all know that Brian is a cop now because he calls in for to help Vince. And Vince's arms all torn up from the from being tethered to the semi. to the wire, and he's been shot with the shotgun. Apparently, this movie was originally R-rated. 
and they had to cut scene of Vince's mangled arm in order to get it down to a PG-13. So apparently it was a more gruesome scene originally. I have not seen it. So. Yeah, and so Dom and Brian are having their, their, their face off in front of Dom's house, and Jesse comes up, body drained from a, a you know, 48-hour cargasm binge. <laughs> Probably more uh, just abject terror. And then so Johnny Tran and his buddies drive by on their motorcycles and just shoot the fuck out of Jesse. I think they were trying to... I, when I first saw the movie, and I, admittedly it was whatever, 20 years ago when it first came out, uh, I thought that they were just shooting Jesse as like punishment for running at the car. I think they were trying to hit Dom. Yeah, no, they I think definitely they, were. I think they followed Jesse back to Dom and were just trying to hit Dom, and Jesse was in the way and they didn't care. Yeah, and but so, it's just like, hey, remember when losing your dad's car was your biggest problem? Yeah, <laughs> and so they uh, big car chase. It's not very good. Way too blurry. Sorry. Oh, what this movie does that pisses me off is in between, you know, to show how fast the cars are going, they do these really blurry slow motion shots. Yeah. And it gets bad, especially. It's sort of suggesting that they're going too fast to even capture properly on film. That's right. right. Yes. And, you know, it eventually ends with, Dom and Brian just pulling up to this thing, and he's like, those train tracks are a quarter mile away. Let's race. Yeah, I mean, what happens is they chase they chase uh, Tran and his brother down. Dom basically forces his bro- uh, Tran's brother off of the road and his bike and injures him. I don't think they actually kill him. And then Tran's trying to bring the DACA. He's got his sideways submachine gun, which you're not going to hit shit with. You're on a motorcycle. You, you're driving it. You're turning the semi, you're sitting in the submachine gun sideways and you're trying to hit somebody with it. This isn't Grand Theft Auto. You're not going to hit shit. You know what Brian does? He stops, aims, and shoots him in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it for Trans. Like, he holds his gun see, properly. That's how you hit with the gun, right? Properly with both hands, barrel perpendicular to the ground, and fires. And aims. It takes time to aim. Training. That's the difference, guys. <laughs> yep. Yep. But we get the the drag race, you know, the final like Dom versus Brian, you know, big drag race where it it does the blurry slow motion thing extreme and Dom's a little bit ahead and you have this just it lingers on Brian for effort where you almost hear Alec Guinness say and use the force Luke (laughs) and he he hits the NOS button and wins. And they both don't get hit by the train, but then Dom. Loses focus and into a truck, yeah. truck and flips his fancy muscle car. And the police are about to show up, and Brian just goes, here, take my car. And that's it. That's the movie. That's how it ends. There's a post-credit sequence that's nonsense. Yeah, so their version of Keanu Reeves firing his gun into the air is, hey, here's here's my keys. Yep, pretty much. Hey, here's my keys. Um, but we, the credits themselves, um, they look like the loading screens for Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> I mean, it's just like sexy women and cars just fade in, fade out. So I'm like, and hey. they're playing a, just a very Rule long song. promo it's for the Spike Channel. Yes, a censored Jaw Rule song. Yes, called the Fast and the Furious. And we get the post credit scene, and it's just Dom driving around in Mexico. Um, he like way earlier in the movie, he has a line to 
Michelle Rodriguez felt like, I had a dream about us on a beach in Mexico. That doesn't happen here. He just drives around in Mexico, and then he's off-road talking about, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. After ten seconds, I'm a dead dad, and that's it. All the way to Mexico, that is a lot of quarter miles. (laughs) (laughs) However far away it is. However far away that is, you multiply that by four. Elliot at Baja, Elliot at TJ or something. I assume he's like Mexicali or something. I don't know what the fuck he is. Well, he goes through a city. And so is he, he just looking at the odometer the whole time like, okay, that was another quarter mile. I've lived yet another life. That's ten more <laughs> seconds. You know how recovering alcoholics say one day at a time? <laughs> one, quarter like, no, at a time. one quarter mile at a time. Ten seconds. Ten, ten seconds at a time. It's like alcoholics saying one mid-afternoon at a time. Yeah, but they, um, so Fast and Furious, they somehow made a franchise about this. I actually really like this movie. I still don't know how they make a franchise out of this, but I like this movie. I even like Too Fast, Too Furious and Tokyo Drift. I liked Tokyo. Tokyo Drift I had seen before revisiting this. Well, visiting it in a Yeah, Tokyo Drift, I, I think I saw that once. Wasn't Tokyo Drift like the season of the witch of this franchise? Like it didn't have... Kind well, of. Well, yeah. Uh, it yeah. doesn't have it doesn't have any of the main characters except for Vin Diesel shows up at the very end of the movie in a cameo looking for the guy who dies at the beginning of the movie who's a friend of his and it turns out Tokyo Drift takes place chronologically between 6 and 7. Oh, that's canon, bro. <laughs> like I said, I did a lot of reading. I just needed to know how it got from this to the random shit in space that went full Moonraker in nine. <laughs> and it's surprisingly gradual. I guess we have ten movies to do it. Well, you, you know that Fast X is called Space Race, right? <laughs> it's the Space Race. I think that's. It. I think this is in the same canonical universe as Ben Affleck's Moonraker. Maybe, but you know what it is, actually? Uh, Tokyo Drift was directed by Justin Lin, who, went who did on to Better direct. Luck. He did Better Luck Tomorrow, and the, actually, they are connected. Better Luck Tomorrow is part of the Fast and the Furious universe. Oh wow! Yep. Um, no, no, the plot for Fast X is that they 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 decide that the best place to do drag racing is on the um, unpaved surface of Mars. And so they're setting up race wars on Mars, only to encounter smugglers that are just trying to rob Mars of its, like, unobtainium or something. We'll get there. No, uh, and then yeah. half, halfway there, they're like, wait a minute, everything we know is based on Earth gravity. The character of Han, Han Lu in uh, Better, Better Luck Tomorrow is the guy who dies, allegedly dies, at the beginning of... Uh, Tokyo Drift. Turns out he actually survives. He's in. He's actually in the latest Fast and the Furious. He was in Fast Nine, F Nine. Was he on the space station? I don't know if he made it to the space station. Let me find out. Who ended up on the International Space Station? Let's see. I know. Just finding out that Fast Nine has scenes in space. Oh, Roman. So it's uh, Tyrese and Ludacris make it to space. Oh, Ludacris in space is its own movie. But yeah. So, uh, better luck tomorrow. Part of the Fast and the Furious, canonically part of the Fast and the Furious universe. But so any, yeah, that, that's a thing. Any last thoughts on Fast and the Furious? I like Fast and the Furious. I even like the other ones. They are ridiculous, but also kind of fun. 
and they keep getting more and more silly and keep adding more and more like big action stars. <laughs> we suddenly have fucking uh, uh, John Cena as Vin Diesel's brother, the latest one. <laughs> well, it definitely is exploitation because we're exploiting cars and people that like cars. It's true. And the franchise ends up in space. So that there you go. That's that, absolutely true. It doesn't. I up just. In space. I would have liked to have been there at the moment on set. It was probably Vin Diesel and Paul Walker just kind of chilling lunch, and then Vin Diesel just looked up from whatever he was reading and was like, my last name is Diesel, and this movie has a bunch of cars in it. <laughs> and they were just smiling the rest of the day. Brian shrugs, giggles. Not Brian. Uh, Paul Walker shrugs, giggles, and pops more tuna fish sandwich with no crust in his mouth. <laughs> so speaking of Paul Walker... Next week, we're doing a movie where Paul Walker's brain is put into a dinosaur and he dates Denise Richards. I mean, that's how that must be how the movie was pitched. As one does when they're given a dinosaur brain. And it's from the director of Mac and Me. It's called Tammy and the T-Rex. This is going to be uh, a movie. That's going to be a movie, yep. So next week is Tammy and the T-Rex with Paul Walker and Denise Richards. <laughs> But Paul Walker's brain is in a dinosaur. Yes, I uh, I will not be on that one. Uh, I am a firm believer that Paul Walker car movies begin and end with Joyride, and I will die on this hill. <laughs> that is uh, Fast and the Furious, and we're doing Paul Walker again. I mean, we're doing we're doing Paul Walker. I mean, that's isn't that necrophilia? That's an exploitation thing. That's true. Necromantic was an exploitation. Well, I'm just talking about cashing in on dead people. Oh, I was talking about having sex with dead people. <laughs> so join us for then. Um, big special thanks to Charlie McMullen, William Wright, and Martha Page for the advertisements heard in this episode. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you like what we do, make sure to leave a review and let others know. Help get the word out. For more episodes, check out our website, exploititpodcast.com, follow us on Twitter, at PodcastExploit, or on Instagram, at ExploitItPodcast, or contact us at ExploitItPodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time when we look at the movie, Tammy and the T-Rex. And remember, you too can listen to this podcast ten seconds at a time. <laughs> yes. Yep. Buy a 1993 Honda Civic, or don't. I could give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs>